Hi, you're listening to The Tradie Show, Together in Trade Business, the podcast for trade business and contracting bosses like you and your partner who want to lead with confidence, make more profit and create a better lifestyle. Are you ready to fast track your freedom and have some fun? With your hosts, fellow trade business owners and husband and wife team, Andy and Angela Smith. Hey, hey, and welcome back to another episode of The Tradie Show, Together in Trade Business podcast. And welcome to my co-host, wife and business partner, Ange. Hey, thanks for that, Andy. Hey, everyone. Great to be here. So let's get stuck straight into it, hey, and pull a question out of the toolbox for today's episode. How about you do the honours? Okay, let's do it. All right, here we go. This is one interesting one. All right. It comes from a trade business owner in Queensland and they said, the news is all doom and gloom. The situation with Russia, Ukraine, rising interest rates, the fear of a possible recession. My business only just survived COVID. What do I need to do to prepare for something similar? Wow. That's a a massively big question. It's such a tough one because whilst we don't want to get caught up with the doom and gloom, we do need to be realistic and prepared to get through any potential tough times. This is no different to any other times in business, to be honest. I guess the latest news just makes such a big deal about the current state of affairs and yes, everyone's starting to panic. I absolutely hate feeding into the drama and the media that they create every single day. But you know what? I do definitely get it. It's their job to create big headlines and hence make a mountain out of a molehill. And I get they're just trying to sell a story, but seriously, it does just shit me. But don't get me wrong, there is certainly truth to what they are reporting about around the world. But we have to keep our head in the game and not give in to the bullshit sometimes. Yeah, look, I totally agree. The world is facing a little bit of turmoil at the moment with Russia and Ukraine, China and Taiwan, and like there's another wave of COVID at the moment that's been called a pandemic. There's like inflation and interest rates rising, both of which are increasing the cost of living and the cost of doing business. Yeah, and petrol costs and apps. Absolute bomb. You know, groceries are at an all-time high. And for trade business owners, this is compounded with increased staff wages and the rise of material costs. Sure. You know, even Albanese came out and recently said, inflation has hit an all-time high at 6.1% and said that consumer prices are rising faster than wages. You know, isn't that absolutely crazy? Yeah, look, it is crazy. We spoke all about this in a season five episode. I think it was called How to Navigate the Rising Cost of Living. So if any of you listeners out there, if this is of interest to you, I definitely suggest you go back and take a look. Because I guess in summary, the world is pretty unsettled, but that doesn't mean that anyone needs to panic. What we need to do is stay cool, calm and collected. What's that saying when there's a fire, Andy? Stop, drop and roll. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's the one. It's a bit like that. You just need to have a plan in place and the right setup for when an emergency does happen. Right, that's it. There's no need to be scared or worried. Just keep your head on straight and just understand what is potentially around the corner and prepare yourself for it. Right, so that's interesting. So Andy, if you could give trade business owners out there some strategies off the top of your head on how to prepare themselves, what would you say? 
Yeah, good question. But I think the first thing is I'd say don't go out and make any rash decisions like spending big dollars on new equipment for your business. If you don't necessarily think the funds are there, then don't go out and buy it. And I'd Mm. also say pull your debt in as fast as you possibly can. That is your money. That is yours. Get in as fast as you possibly can. And also, if you've got any outstanding invoices, make sure you hit those customers up straight away and get that payment ASAP. Yeah, look, they're really good points. I remember back in Dr. Drip when we had very little understanding of financials, I suppose. At one point, we had 188 grand outstanding, which for us was massive. And we did actually struggle. You're talking around 15 years ago or 18 years ago. There was a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember we did actually struggle to pull it in. So I dare say a lot of trade business owners out there. Just saying that, we didn't pull it in. No. We only pulled in about 130 in the end. Yeah. So we, we lost 50 grand then. Yeah, ouch. Yeah. And when that was like 15 years ago. A lot of money. Ago, a lot of that money. That was a lot of money. And I guarantee you, anyone that has outstanding now, they're not going to pull it all in. No. And we used to, I used to have a bit of a buffer of, oh, okay, there's going to be a percentage that we're not going to pull in, but that's not the way to run a business. No, that's not a way to run a business. And I reckon there's a lot of trade business out there who are completely in the same boat. And if you're kind of going, oh, but $1,000 here or $5,000 there, it actually all adds up and it really starts having this huge effect on your cash flow in your business. As Andy said before, this is your money and you need to pull it in. So hopefully there's profit in that money that you're pulling in, like what we talk about, and you should be using this as a cushion if things start to go a little bit pear-shaped. Yeah, I think it's nice to have a bit of money tucked away out of the side just in case there is a recession or another pandemic or whatever it may be. Because if you're sitting here right now thinking, I'm not sure my business can survive to go through something like this again, and I've got so many people out there that owe me money, well, guess what? They're struggling potentially themselves. So are they going to pay the bills when they can't afford it? No, they're going to use your money (laughs) to get them out of trouble. Yeah. Which means you're still stuck being out of pocket. This is it. This is it. Look, another thing I would add to that is actually prepare yourself so that you don't have all your eggs in one basket. I see this a lot. Yeah, and we talk about it a lot. There's so many trade businesses that we talk to and they've got all their eggs in one basket and they say to me, oh, no, I've got such an amazing relationship. It'll never happen. It'll never happen. You know what? Every client you have at some stage will fall away. For whatever reason, you make a mistake, they go bust, whatever it is. So if you've got all your eggs in one basket, it is super, super dangerous. And you know what? You need to work with more than one customer and more than one market segment. Yeah, I remember back in the day with Dr. Drip, we got ourselves in this little trap and just Mm -hmm. kept accepting work because the opportunity was there, I suppose. Well, that's right. And we ended up with 80% in Strata and it was mainly with one company. It was like super dangerous. Yeah, it was dangerous, but how do you knock back work when it was freely coming in? And that's something we talk about a bit later. But, you know, I hear a lot of trade business owners fall into this same step. You know, they start the business out, they're super excited, they're rip-roaring, ready to dive in, and whatever work comes their way, they are all over it. Yeah, well, there within lies the problem, right? They're saying yes to everything that's coming their way. And naturally, they grow their business. But in actual fact, there's no real direction or plan because I guess it's just kind of happened. 
Yeah, and it's really easy to keep saying yes to that one style of work, like a strata company, builders, whatever it may be, property managers, but it is super, super risky. And you could end up with 80% like we were at Dr. Drip or even more with one company. Yeah. You know what? You don't want to be stuck with that. You've got to spread your risk. Yeah, look, that was a great sentence. I just want to stop you there and touch on that for a sec because firstly, I want to ask the listeners, have you actually built your business by default or by design? Wow, that is a killer question. Have you built your business on default or design? Yeah, so let me just explain what I mean by that, meaning have you only said yes to work that you want to actually do? Is it super profitable? Are you across a few different market segments to ensure the model is right? Because what I'm talking about is a business based on your intentions, not built by default, simply by saying yes to everything. Yeah, crazy, isn't it? I bet I, bet I know that a lot of the listeners out there are saying to that question, woof, geez, I actually built my business on default, not design. I reckon 99% are saying that. Yeah, I agree. They just, everyone, and I say this respectfully, most trade business owners just get so caught up just turning the wheels every day that they never elevate themselves to actually think about this stuff. So the other thing I wanted to mention that you brought up was question for you guys, the listeners, have you actually spread your risk? So do you have too many eggs in one basket and you've never really stopped to think about how this is affecting your day-to-day business with the challenges that you face and you perhaps definitely haven't given thought to where you're going to end up and perhaps that's going to be getting backed into a corner? Yeah, great point. I mean, listeners, if you are thinking that's me, you are definitely not alone. As I mentioned, the majority of trade business owners out there are doing the same thing and it's wrong. To be honest, it's actually wrong and it affects everything that you do in the future. It affects your profitability. It affects your mindset. It affects so much because some people are just dabbling in the wrong markets and they can't work out why they can't make any money. Yeah, agreed. So if we go back to that original question from that listener about preparing our business for the future or even just how do we weather the storm in the short term? then we need to actually stop now and be aware of the risks that we face today in our trade business so that we can actually do something about it. Yeah, we just ran our event for Lifestyle Tradie up there in Brisbane and um, we had 200 of the best trade businesses from all around Australia and we talked about this topic at length and it was a real eye-opener to some people in the room that just started falling into trap of default and not design of their business, although they've been with us for a while, and you fall into this trap, but I can guarantee you everyone needs to look at their business, look out for red flags, understand what's going on and what the troubles could happen to you in the future. It was absolutely gold. Yeah, actually, this conversation is really important to a point that I want to actually strip this back here at this podcast. So what I'm actually about to take you through is actually a model called the power of three versus one. There'll actually be a download in the show notes and I definitely recommend you get your hands on it, but I will talk you through. So this is going to be a bit of an education, I suppose. So please stay with me. It's going to be super important. So for a quick overview, we actually taught our members how to be aware and hence reduce their risk exposure and therefore build a profitable business model. And by implementing what we taught, they're essentially designing a business that can withstand anything because they've reduced their risk in operating business. So as I said, this comes back to a model called the power of three versus one. 
So the power of three verse one is basically the rules of business that stop you from putting all your eggs in just one basket so that the business is simple, scalable and saleable. Yeah. So as I said, it's a diagram. So I'm just going to verbally take you through it. So imagine a triangle with eight levels and each level has its own risk exposure that relates to the levels both above and below. Still with me? So the first level at the very bottom is industry. And this is super basic. It's not really any risk here, but it needs to be said, and that is what industry are you in at the moment? You're basically just responding with plumbing, electrical, building, for example. And for some that offer dual trades, I just want you to pick one or the other at this point. Yeah, so super basic. So then we move to the next level, which is where it all gets really interesting. Mm -hmm. And this one is market segment which means who do you work with? This is generally, but not always, the industry you did your apprenticeship as an example. So like I'm talking strata, real estate, residential, industrial, that kind of thing. And this is where the power of three versus one really kicks in because lots of trade business owners only work in one market segment and that is ridiculously risky, especially when you start thinking about cash flow, peaks and troughs of revenue throughout a year, the sales cycle of those clients, their payments, you know, that type of thing. And to spread your risk, you want to work with three different market segments. This is about the power of three versus one. So for you, that might look like 50% residential, 30% builders and 20% real estate because that equals 100%. Still with me? Yeah, so let's just imagine for a while that you're just working with the residential customers. Sometimes it can be really good, like during the pandemic when everyone couldn't go on holidays and suddenly had all this money to do renovations and fix their home up. But sometimes the segment suddenly drops off. They're no longer spending their money. Instead, they are saving it. Or going on holiday. Yeah, so at least if you've got another two market segments, it keeps you operating in the meantime. Yeah, it could mean no scheduled work for the team. And that's a scary thought. That's a hard one, that. Yeah, by spreading your risk across three market segments, you can at least ensure there's a flow of work all the time, which leads on to the next level being customers. And that's specifically the customers within this segment. So if a large portion of your work is the residential segment, I don't want you to list every customer you've ever had. No. Because <laughs> um, what I'm talking about here relates probably more to like the strata, the builders and the real estates. Yeah, I can imagine every single one of you listening could literally name the customers you work with in your market segment. For example, in Strata, you might work with companies like you know, in Sydney, Lamb and Waters and Mason and Brophy. But the rules of three versus one applies here too. Having only one Strata manager is super risky. Yeah, totally. If one of your regular strata managers, say, moves companies and can't take you with them, not only have you missed out on the opportunity of a new property portfolio, but you perhaps will lose the one you had, seeing the new strata manager comes in and they bring their own preferred suppliers. Bad situation to be in, isn't it? To have a mountains of work one day and literally no work the next. Yeah, sure. And this brings us to contacts and again relates back to the market segment and the companies you just mentioned. But just go one step further and name the actual strata manager like Sarah or Jackson. Yeah, it's important to ensure you again don't have all your eggs in one basket. So let's say you've got a strata company that you do a lot of work for, but you only speak to one person in the business. And to me, that 
screams trouble. It does. So if I were you, I'd be reaching out to the company and seeing what other strata managers you can work with from within the same business. You might only work with one, but maybe there are seven other strata managers within that business. Yeah, I remember always going to my strata manager, the contact I had, and asking for recommendations within the company. And I'd be dropping off morning tea and (laughs) chocolate Easter eggs and bottles of Moe and you name it, I did it all. And there's nothing like building a good relationship through food and alcohol. They loved me. (laughs) Yeah, look, it's true. Cupcakes do go a long way, especially if it's a Friday. Wait, 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 wait. What about the Moe? That goes a long way on a Friday, I can tell you. You know they're not allowed to accept gifts, a lot of them. But they do, they are allowed to accept morning tea. They didn't. Just saying. So the point I want to make specifically here is, again, going back to this power of three versus one, these are the rules. So having one contact is risky. It's better to work with three within each of those companies so that you can actually spread your risk effectively. So with eight levels in total of the power, three versus one, we've only just covered four. Yep. Industry, market segment, customers and contacts. The fifth level is your products and services and specifically which ones are the most profitable for you in your business. Like as a plumber, I'm not talking taps and toilets. It's the big items like block drains, hot water heaters, pipe relining, or even electrician, it might be switchboard replacements. Whatever it is for you, you need to know your top three most profitable products and services that are required by that market segment. Yes. Notice the relationship now back through these levels, connecting the level of market segment. This all connects. So it might take a little bit of investment in equipment or training of staff to get you to this point. But having three of these, when we're talking about profitable products and services, will ensure that you've got flow of profitable work all the time. And this is then going to dictate the skill set required from the team. Because like I said, it might take some training for your staff literally to master the services that you provide that market segment. Yeah, or do you already expect your staff to have this knowledge before you hire them? I know in my plumbing business, Dr. Drip, you know, I had a certain level of knowledge that I wanted my team to have before I even considered hiring it. Yeah. But when you add new services like we've added in our business, like pipe patching and pipe relining, it's expected that you have to give staff some training or stuff like that. Because back in my day, we didn't have any of this (laughs) high technology stuff. Back in my day, God, it makes you sound like you're 80 or something. Not 80. And the next level is team. Yeah. So who do you need based on your market segment and hence the style of work that you do on a day-to-day basis? You know, are you okay with an apprentice or would you only employ a qualified tradesman? Yeah, look, there's lots to think about. And as you move from startup phase to scale up and then into sell up, it's yes. going to be important to have a minimum of three trades people too. So imagine one's off sick or someone's on holidays, then you've got two others to complete the work that's coming in. Yeah, it's really hard when you're running a one-man show and it's just you and you can't work for whatever reason. The business definitely is at a standstill and there's no money coming in. And with a small team, you can still get the work done, but having that money flowing into the business day in, day out is really takes the stress levels away. Yeah, agree. Great point. And lastly, at the very tip of the triangle, when we're talking about this model, the power of three versus one is pricing. So do you charge hourly rate or flat rate, which is basically quoting? So 
Do you charge all your customers across your market segments the same? Like really ask yourself that question because the power of three versus one affects this level two to reduce your risk. So what's important here is knowing your hourly rate and what is profitable for your trade business. Are you actually using this number on every single job? You know what does my head in? Is when people are working and they're not making any money. Yeah, what's the point? It's that simple. Why would you do that? Yeah, look, I would say our listeners are probably feeling a little bit overwhelmed right now. You guys all still with us? I wish you could respond. God, that'd be good. (laughs) Well, listen, I know it is a lot to take in, but it's really important to make sure you remember reducing your risk exposure across all of your business. Yeah. You know, we want every single trade business out there right now to feel confident about their decisions now and moving through the next few years. Yeah. So interestingly, when you look at your business through this lens, it becomes really clear that every issue in business is connected to the market segment in which you work. Exactly. And that decision has often been Mm -hmm. organic. And that's why we asked this question, did you end up doing this work by default or by design? And you know what? I would say most of you out there are by default. Mm. And that is why I love this topic. It's super practical and just makes sense that we as trade business owners understand the game plan moving forward to reduce your risk and ultimately survive anything. Yes, survive anything. Now, so when the news comes on late at night and you've had a little bit of a rough day, you won't actually get caught up in the doom and gloom. And instead, your mind is going to be at ease knowing that you're on the path to setting your business up to deal with whatever life may throw at all of us. Yeah, it's crazy. And when you are having those bad days, you start thinking of negative thoughts and then you start hearing negative thoughts from people around you and you're like, oh my God, it's going to be terrible. Stop it. Yeah, totally stop it. Nothing beats being proactive and having a plan instead of being reactive and stressing yourself out, not knowing what to do. Yeah, agreed. You know, the one thing that everyone needs to know is the awareness of the current situation is important. And I'd say most trade business have never stopped to think about their risk, you know, their business does face on a day-to-day basis. And what would happen if something went wrong and how would they fix it? They've pretty much got no idea. Yeah, that's the hard Mm. part, right? They don't have any idea how to fix it. And that's what we're here for. So not only to make every trade business owner stop and elevate their thinking, but to teach them how to fix it today. It's definitely one of the key reasons why members love Lifestyle Tradie. But you know what? Don't take it from us. Have a listen to what they've got to say. Don't wait. These guys are very honest and open. They share so much information, personal as well as um, business. Uh, It's a holistic approach to life, not just uh, how to run your plumbing business. Yeah, definitely join Lifestyle Trading. The amount of support and knowledge which which is within the program is valuable. Um, The other thing is uh, the community that Lifestyle Trading has developed is amazing. There's been so many times where I've learned on the community's advice, where we've had certain issues that we've been able to bring it up in our you know, Facebook group. You get plenty of answers that you can actually action. You don't know what you don't know. Lifestyle Trading has a huge sense of community. Just a great group of people just hanging out, 
helping everyone out and they help you out. Just hanging out after the events is always fun as well. Some great speakers come along and definitely always, always learning stuff from every event we go to. Do it. Like, don't hesitate. Every year that you put it off is just an extra year that you're losing. You don't get this time back. That's one thing that we can never buy is time. So if you need help, get it. And if getting some help with your trade business is something you're really interested in, let's jump on a free strategy session with me and we'll have a chat about your business goals and how we can help you get there. The world is a crazy place and you cannot put your head in the sand. Yeah, and you know what that said? You also don't need to panic. We just need to make some tweaks so you're working to build a profitable business by design. (laughs) Agreed. Now it's your turn, listeners. Head to lifestyletradie.com.au forward slash strategy session to book in a call with me. And on that note, that was a pretty heavy episode. I think it's definitely time for a quick caffeine pickup. Care to join me? Yep, absolutely. (laughs) Coffee, here we come. Bye, everyone. Catch you next week. Hell yeah! Subscribe to The Tradie Show, Together in Trade Business Now. Wherever you get your favourite podcasts, rate and write us a review or check out the show notes at lifestyletradie.com.au forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. Until next time, hell yeah.